0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by the voice of the Blues. He's Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, how you doing today, man?
1: Brandon, doing well today. How are you?
0: Uh, Doing very well. So we talked yesterday. We had the great pleasure of talking with Catherine Tappan. And Jamie asked what I thought was a really good question about two goalies and how many teams we are seeing in the postseason having success, at least in part, because they have multiple goalies to turn to. I'm curious now that we have seen that the Blues have made the decision to trade Jake Allen uh, to Montreal, and next year they're going to go with it. Is, it appears Ville Huso. How much pressure is there on Huso, in your opinion, to be able to be somebody that the Blues can count on if needed whenever they get to the postseason next year?
1: Yeah, I think Ville Huso is going to have to prove that that he can carry the load as the backup, or if something were to happen to Bennington, uh, even as the starter for a while, uh, he, he's been pretty good down in the American hockey league, you know, and, and and talking to some folks about the job he was doing down there. And it, it wasn't a very good team all around down in the American hockey league this year. There, there, it just wasn't, wasn't really kind of a smooth, there wasn't a lot of great team flow to it. And, uh, and I think that that makes it really hard. So I, I wouldn't suggest studying the numbers of Billy Huso down in the American league, because frankly, when you talk to goaltenders, when they make the jump, some will tell you that it could be easier to play up here just because of it's fewer mistakes. It's just quicker puck movement and and more skill. So uh, a guy that has has worked on his footwork really well, a a guy that has to get better at playing the puck, you know, and and a couple of aspects like that. But having said that, he's spent his time down in the minors, having four years, it's time for him to make the jump. And I think that there is pressure on him to be that guy. I would actually add this to it. I think there's pressure on the team in general, just to get off to a good start in playing in front of him. I think if Billy Huso can get in, and in those first few games that he plays when he is spelling Jordan Binnington, if there is some good result, I don't think you can ever underestimate the power of positive reinforcement and him finding some success very early on in that role.
0: Curbs, I want to dive into the last four teams right now in the Stanley Cup Finals. And as I look at each of these four teams they all have a little St. Louis flavor attached to them. In in Tampa, we've got Pat Maroon with Dallas. We've got Ben Bishop, Scotty Mayfield with the Islanders, Paul Stasny with Vegas. And if we dive a little deeper, we've got Ryan Reeves with Vegas, who's not born in St. Louis, but certainly everybody knows him here. Getting back to the, the, the roots of this, to the St. Louis youth hockey, and now we know the heartland of hockey here in St. Louis – how exciting is that for the St. Louis Blues to know that this city is producing some really good players, and we're seeing more and more of them all the time?
1: Well, yeah, and you've got your hand on, on a lot of them, Jamie, with with you know the, the development of youth hockey players and how they're going with your synergy program. I, it, it's it's so important, it, and it, it's neat to be able to follow. I, I think it only carries a certain amount of weight, you know, as guys are going up. But what you'll see, and and you see that with the Blues alumni now. It's the effort that they put back into the sport when their playing careers are done, if they're still around in the area. And that's where we've seen the development. I mean, look, when you go back a few drafts to where we had four or five uh, first-rounders, you know, taken out of the city of St. Louis, they had all played for Jeff Brown. I mean, that. so to me, the more you get, the more uh, life that you're going to see in youth hockey here because those guys are going to be coming back. Uh, I think it's important that we continue to talk about him. I'm, I'm so happy to hear Scott Mayfield's name come up more and more because, in a lot of ways, he was almost the forgotten one. You know, with with, with the you know St. Louisans that have uh, gone out to play in the National Hockey League. You know, but if you've got a young defenseman right now that wants to play and you want to say, look, he's from here and here's where he played. There's a defenseman. There's a forward. There's a goaltender. You know, and and they're all out there. So I. I think it's awesome, and, and I think we have to continue to play that up just for the fact that I think it adds a lot of legitimacy to the hard work that you, uh, the other alumni, and listen, we talk a lot about the alumni. Man, a lot of the other moms and dads and parents that are coaching and stuff that are making it successful, too, it's, it's, it's a fantastic story uh, that, that I think we need to make sure people stay aware of.
0: So, Curbs, you bringing up the alumni that are staying here in St. Louis brings me back to uh, what was our big story yesterday on the show, and we've continued talking about it today as well. And, of course, I'm referring to Lou Brock and the passing of a St. Louis legend, a St. Louis Cardinals uh, legend. You you are a St. Louis and through and through, Curbs. You've come in contact with... Men like Lou Brock and you know how gentle and kind that man was I'd be curious what what were your thoughts after hearing of the passing of Lou Brock and what's what it's going to be your lasting memory of uh, a tremendous human being and obviously an incredible baseball player here in St. Louis as well
1: well I think one of the lasting memories for me Brandon is the fact just uh, how hard he fought and yet how positive of an individual he remained as his health really started to take over uh, his life over the last few years from, you know, the battling cancer and then losing his leg and, and things along those kind of lines. And he was always still just an extremely positive, bright figure. And I think there's a lesson to be learned by all of us. I, I told this story yesterday uh, or Monday, I, I don't know it would have been yesterday to uh, to Michelle, you know, on, on the early show, but you know, Lou Brock officiated my, my sister's wedding. And uh, so Jesse and Tim and, uh, I did not know that he was going to do it. And they had their rehearsal dinner uh, at the Muni in one of the kind of the side rooms backstage at the Muni where I, I worked as an usher and other family members have worked over the years. And it was pretty cool. And at one point, I looked around and honest to God, sitting right there is Lou Brock and his wife, Jackie. And I went, Look at my dad. And I said, What's Lou doing here? Now, uh, now Jesse's husband is, is Fred Bird. All right. So there's the Cardinal connection there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Easy there. I, at that yeah, at that point, I did not know. That nobody had told me that Lou Brock was officiating the wedding. I said, "What's Mister Brock doing here?" And Dad says, "Well, he's doing the wedding tomorrow." I said, "Are you kidding me?" So Tim's a pretty funny guy, as you could imagine. And uh, while the next night, while you know Lou Brock is officiating the wedding and saying, "Hey, do you know, uh, you know, Tim, repeat after me," as soon as he says, "Tim, repeat after me," there was a hum in the microphone. So Tim leans into the microphone, and goes. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of chuckled. Well, it happened a second time. To which point, Lou said, "Okay, Tim, that's enough." And I'm like, when Lou Brock says, "Okay, that's hmm. enough," then it's time to get serious because he wants you to get through your wedding vows. But just it's a it's a funny story to have seen take place, and a, a real neat story for Tim and Jesse to have that link to him forever. And they, you know, it's I, I love the fact that you guys did what you did yesterday. That everybody's done what they've done yesterday over the last couple of days. Because when you have somebody that was as impactful on people's lives away from the field as he was entertaining on it, I think that's a legacy we could all just hope for.
0: Absolutely, Curbs. And I think that's, I've been saying this over the last couple of days, but that's what stood out to me the most is just the number of people that have a story of Lou Brock with Lou Brock and the fact that most of them don't seem to center around baseball, which is maybe the most incredible part of all of this, is he was not just a, what is, a Hall of Fame level player, but then he ended up having just this unbelievable life, both after and during, as well away from the field. And I think that's probably what a lot of people seem to remember him most for, which is awesome for him as well. Curbs, well, we have you, pre- have
1: to, you have to keep in mind too that you know when it comes to somebody like him, and and I think Bobby Plager, uh is going to fit this bill. Not not is going to does fit the bill uh, that way. In, in some ways, I think Jim Hannafin does. Um, Dan Deardorff. So some of these other great storytellers of the game and and great ambassadors of their sport and their time in St. Louis. Well, one of the things that, that is, is about them is right now, you know, the only way people really know of them is through the stories that people tell, you know, I mean, you're talking almost 50 years since Lou Brock retired, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, and, and their presence and their willingness to be a part of the community their the franchise's willingness to continue to use them, it is so important. That's why it was awesome to see everybody as thrilled for Bobby Plager when he lifted that Stanley Cup for the first time as they were any player. I, that, that I, I, It's such a cool aspect of sports in this city, and I hope it stays here forever.
0: Curbs, we appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you each and every week. We'll talk with you again next week, okay? All right, boys. Have a great day. Have a great day. Talk to you next week. You too. That's Chris Carber joining us here on 101 ESPN.